Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Thursday, May 11th, 2023, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi everyone, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger and I'm joined by Hannon Bulger. And we're going to coming to you and hoping to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We're going to read a passage from Romans, but first let me ask my co-host Hannon how she is doing. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Anything new and exciting in your life? Well, I just finished all my AP exams, so it's very exciting. I only have one class left. Wow, you're practically done with your whole high school career. Yes, finally. Can you believe it? I can't actually know. <laughs> There's a lot of work, yeah. wasn't it? Um, Hannon, where have you seen the Holy Spirit at work? So this week I had three consecutive days of five-hour exams, and I definitely think I saw the Holy Spirit when I was in those exams, and I could actually, you know, focus on what I was doing. I, I kind of felt like the time was going by quicker, and I just felt at peace during it. Nice. So where have you seen the Holy Spirit this week? Um, I would say that the weather has been so beautiful and you and I just went for a ride in my convertible with the top down and I think the wind blowing through my hair and the beautiful blue skies, especially because the last couple of days have been really gray and dreary and that mm-hmm. kind of affected me. So it's so nice to just feels like a beautiful day and that's always directed by the Holy Spirit. For sure. Hannah, will you lead us in prayer before we get to our text? Yes. Let us pray. Gracious God, bless us the day we pray. Guide and teach us as we hear your word and lead us to live into the calling which you have given us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we in worship have been looking at how the early church was formed, and we are continuing that discussion with a passage from Romans, the first chapter, verses 8 through 17. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed throughout the world. For God, whom I serve with my spirit by announcing the gospel of his Son, is my witness that without ceasing I remember you always in my prayers, asking that by God's will I may somehow at last succeed in coming to you. For I am longing to see you so that I may share with you some spiritual gift to strengthen you or rather so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as I have among the rest of the Gentiles. I am a debtor, both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish, Hence my eagerness to proclaim the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation to everyone who has faith, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed through faith for faith. As it is written, the one who is righteous will live by faith. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Okay, so can you set the scene for us? Who is writing this and why are they writing? So this letter is written by the Apostle Paul. And Paul has been building churches and spreading the gospel all over Asia Minor, but he's never come to Rome before. And so he's writing this to the people in Rome because he wants to come see them and he hasn't yet. Also, because the people in Rome are so learned, 
Um, and they're so much a part of like that ideal Roman citizenship that likes to debate things. He basically uses the book of Romans to set out every bit of his theological thinking. Like the whole of Paul's theology is in the book of Romans, which sometimes makes it very hard to read if, if I'm being honest. But this is the beginning of the letter when Paul says, you know, I haven't been able to come to you yet, but I really wanted to. And then he tells them why he wanted to come so that he could encourage them and he would receive encouragement from them. And then he goes on to say that it's his job to spread the gospel and he's supposed to spread it everywhere. And that's what he considers his life's work. So that's kind of the the whole of what it is that he is writing here. Is there something in this passage, Hannah, that captures your attention? Something that stands out to you? Yeah, I think when I was reading it, um, verse 12, where he says, or rather so that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I think that really sticks out to me because I really like the idea of like a mutual encouragement. Yes. Are you, is there someone whose faith encourages you? I mean, definitely like yours and dad's. Well, that, yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of so our job, answer. right? Yeah. 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 Anyone else you can think of? Miss Marilyn. Yeah. Who was my confirmation mentor. Miss Marilyn Shields. Yes. She's a good one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of people. Yeah. I think sometimes, I love that part too. And I also think sometimes that when I sit in worship, there may be people there I don't even know, but them being there encourages me. Mm-hmm. I think when the church gathers to worship, that whole experience is encouraging. Yeah. Whether it's one person doing it or not, you know what I mean? But there are also those people um, in our lives. My grandparents right. were the biggest encouragers to me. Um, what are about me? You. <laughs> you do encourage I'm me. Just no, you. you do encourage me. You share your faith with me and. Um, it all, you make me want to be a better Christian for sure. Um, so So I want to know now what part of this passage stands out to you. So I am pretty much in love with verse 16 where Paul writes, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God for salvation for everyone who has faith. When Paul talks about he is doing this thing, spreading the gospel because it's for the salvation of humankind, that word salvation means um, what's going to happen after we die, that we'll be welcomed in new life. But it also means that there's a salvation that is offered now in our belief in Jesus Christ. And that word salvation is the same root word as like a salve, as like a medicine that heals you. And I love this idea of Paul saying, look, This, the gospel of Jesus Christ, can heal people even in their lives. It can offer them comfort even now. And that's why there is no shame for me in what I do in this time and place. And so I love that passage. um, And I love the idea that Paul wants to make sure everyone knows that um, this is about faith. It's not about earning it. It's not about being good enough. It's about believing in Jesus, and therefore the gates of of salvation are open to us in that way. Anything else from this text you think of? Any questions for me? I don't think so, but I can lead us out with a quote. Yes, please. Okay, our quote today is from the OG Presbyterian baddie, John (laughs) Calvin. The gospel is not a doctrine of the tongue, but of life. It cannot be grasped by reason and memory only but it is fully understood when it possesses the whole soul and penetrates to the inner recesses of the heart. Amen. I hope the gospel is penetrating into every recess of our heart. 
Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll be back next week. But now as you go, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, both now and in the life everlasting. Amen. Amen.